What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and we made it to episode 24, August 8th, 2017. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I've got an awesome episode for you here, guys. First half of the show is going to be an interview section with my man, Tony Old Boy, and the latter half is going to be a guest mix from him. It is an awesome guest mix, so make sure to stay tuned in for that. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, all right. <clears throat> we are here. So, I'm here with my good friend and fellow producer, Tony Oldboy. Tony, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Good to be back. This is actually the same guy from Hypno Disco, but different style of it. Yep. Completely yep. Different, different brand. Different reason for being here, I think. Definitely different reason. That's why I wanted to have you on the show, man. Yeah. I mean, when I interviewed, that was actually episode five of In the Booth. Long time ago, dude. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago? It's, I mean, it's been like at least six months. Right, right it yeah. has. It's crazy. I know, this show has like made time move so much faster, but like still seemed like it was so far away, but it's like all of a sudden, every two weeks, it's like a brand new episode every time, so. You so, haven't missed one either. I'm, I don't Straight up beat, baby. So. You know that's how I do it. <laughs> Hashtag consistency, man. But anyway, so, Tony, first want to start off with, where did Tony Old Boy come from? So I've always just wanted a name with Tony in it. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through so many variations, like Anthony Amherst. Yeah. And just random random things. And um, for like the past, I don't know, maybe six years, I've been really interested in um, like the aristocracy. Mm -hmm. So like old British wealth basically yeah and um just kind of came to me like i i think it would be funny if people referred to me in like in an english accent and don't uh, old boy yeah and it's also something because like i don't want to take myself too seriously yeah absolutely so it makes me laugh every time I think that I'm putting my name, Tony Old Boy, out there. I think it's great. Like I remember when I I, I was came over to your place, we're working on something, and you pulled up your SoundCloud to look up something, and it said Tony Old Boy, yeah, and I was like, Tony funny. Old Boy, <laughs> what? That is awesome. That is fucking hilarious. Came out of nowhere, and then like honestly, it fits you so well too. It's yeah. different. It's so different. I think it's a great name, man. Yeah, and I think I think it like fulfills a whole persona kind of, mm. and it, it works well with me. So definitely. All right, so Tony, I know the answer to this, but I want everybody else to know where are you originally from? Indiana. Indiana. Where in Indiana? Valparaiso, Indiana, boy. The region. The region. The region. I man. am a region rat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good times. What's it like growing up in the region, man? Because, like, people rep the fucking region, dude. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Anytime I ever... reps the region? Okay, all right. I'm not saying you're walking around with a back tattoo of the region. But I'm saying anytime I meet somebody with the region... The fact that you guys say the region, Mm -hmm. you're repping. Because, like, I don't say Zville. You know, like... I guess... Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. It's, like, it's a weird little place in Indiana. Mm -hmm. What, the northeast corner? So... We're on Lake Michigan. Yeah. We're not really, we don't really feel like we're part of Indiana because it's not very rural. Yeah. Um, and that's what most people think of as Indiana's yeah. cornfields. So true. And there are some of those, mm-hmm. but our region of Indiana is closer to Illinois. Right. So a lot of us were literally referred to as a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which yeah. is a very strange place to be <laughs> when you're in a different state. It's so true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Region life. Do you think it's helped shape who you are today? Or are you kind of like I forgotten mean, it? I guess I guess it kind of had to, right? Yeah. But I've kind of I've kind of forgotten it. I yeah. mean, I went to IU. Yeah. And then I moved out to Arizona. So, I kind of took on a lot of the Arizona lifestyle, which is like very laid back. Yeah. And, you know, just more slow paced, enjoying life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up back in Chicago because all my family is from here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of see myself as like having some Chicago grit. Yeah. Because that's always what I saw growing up. Like all my family is from Chicago, my dad, my mom, my extended family. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I was just in this weird part of Indiana <laughs> and like was not a farm boy or anything. Right. My sister was a real big city person. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it kind of shaped who I am in terms of like, I had a very small group of friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of the Indiana part about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, same with me, like. Yeah, dude, my, all your friends. And yeah, all my best friends, I mean. People get weirded out, like when they end up coming to like a pregame or meeting us out. They're like, "Hey, well, where are you from? Oh, <laughs> same place as everybody else here." Okay, I'm the only person not. So yeah. it's always so funny when it happens like that. But yeah, man, I think that's the Indiana aspect of it. But sort of that hardworking attitude of the Chicago person, combined with the Arizona West Coast lifestyle. So when did you start DJing or producing? Which one came first? DJing. DJing. When, yeah. did, when did that happen? 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. I just got a tractor S2 mm-hmm. um, when I moved. When we moved into what was called the Fratplex. The Fratplex. Yes. Yeah, so wow. We, we didn't have frat houses mm-hmm. at Arizona State. We had to buy um, complexes of apartments. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So we moved into this uh, this Fratplex. Uh, 2012 and my buddy and I had like the party room mm-hmm. and so I just bought an S2 I bought two of those Behringer speakers nice dude and yeah. we just those are like literally the frat house speakers yeah they yeah. got beat up yeah <laughs> super beat up <laughs> and then uh, yeah we just threw parties in there got pretty reckless mm-hmm. um, but that's that's really when I started and then I had a few buddies that would DJ at like big clubs there called Maya mm-hmm. um, and yeah I kind of just got into the scene but I was I was always scared to like take the step into saying I'm a DJ 
or yeah, like this is my creative pursuit right so i was always kind of like on the fray mm -hmm. just being a supporter there right and like secretly mixing yeah like in my my Learning. room whatever yeah um but yeah I, I always wanted to get into production um so i think 2013 or 2014 i bought logic and then just ended up screwing around yep would like take little samples of my voice and chop it up you love that i do i, I mean it. it's making it it's making like the most electronic thing authentic almost you know by incorporating your own voice yeah and it's it's fun it's just cool to see like something because i was never artistic at all mm -hmm. like i played soccer growing up <laughs> i didn't i considered myself a sports person right um so yeah that was like it was cool it was a cool intro because i've always loved music mm -hmm. and then just just kind of steps were taken and that basically took you there yeah i guess it was natural <laughs> like yeah you love the club you love dance music why so, not throw parties that's right? how it kind of started for me man like um <clears throat> i remember senior year was one of the in high school was one of the first times like i think my friend showed me dead mouse brazil I was like, this is this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. <laughs> like, what on earth is this? Like, I loved the build-up. That was like the best part to me. I was like, I want it so fucking. You know, where's this drop, dude? And then like it just kind of stemmed. Then my freshman year, I got virtual DJ on my laptop. Mm. That mm. started for me. Yeah, virtual DJ. Dude, it might that might have been the beginning. It's kind of the beginning Actually. for any like any like college kid basically like our yeah. age. Like that was kind of the thing. And there was other people that were doing it. I remember just being in my dorm room a few times, and I was literally the guy sitting in the corner. We'd have pre-games, and I would be sitting in the corner, <laughs> DJing on my virtual thing, like, so drunk. Like, just like, all right, here we go, this is sick. Nobody paying attention. <laughs> Nobody paying attention. Everyone, like, my friend would come over and be like, what are you doing? Watch for, like, 30 seconds. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go take that. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, because it doesn't really make sense, like, especially when you're young, too. It's just, like... It's almost hard to get into, like you said. It's almost like, do I want to like tell people that this is actually something that I love? Because it's right. like, it's an identity thing in college too, a lot. So True. I totally understand what you're saying with that. But I yeah. guess going off that, you kind of explain it. What got you involved in the DJ scene, electronic music overall? Was there an artist? Was there an event you went to? Was there a person who really inspired you? A friend? So you mean like intro to electronic music yeah, or in the club general. scene? Yeah. So in general, I I got like introduced. I ended I was on a random Pandora station, I think, mm -hmm. and came across this remix of Tiesto or a Cranberries remix by Tiesto nice. called Zombie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, what are, what is this crazy upbeat music I'm hearing? Like I'm hearing the Cranberries, this like old alternative song. Right. And then it's like a yes, huge so I'm hearing a huge party mm -hmm. and I'd never really heard that before yeah um, so then I like just dove deeper into it yeah I found like Armin van Buren yeah and uh, yeah and and that was the end of it yeah and then above and beyond and I just got so hooked <laughs> and yeah it, it's funny because I would listen to like gangster rap yeah right? go back to the region right. um, <laughs> heavily influenced by gangster rap mm hmm because we're very close to, to Gary. Yeah. Um, and Hammond. And, right. You know, kind of a thuggish feel there. Freddie Gibbs is from there, right? Freddie Gibbs is from Gary, yeah. yeah that guy's scary but badass. That's so dope. So dope. And he just got arrested again recently. Maybe. Probably. It's like Gucci. 
attention. Gucci's clean now, apparently. Gucci's the, I just saw Gucci perform on Jimmy Fallon. I was like, talk about a fucking 180 for a human being. Gucci performed? It wasn't just While you Gucci, were there? It was Fifth Harmony. No, it wasn't just Oh, Gucci, I was no. like, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I, I would come to, I would go to a Gucci main concert in Chicago. Honestly. Hell yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he is, he is really turned around. Yeah. Pretty incredible. He's in, he's like fit now. Fit? Looks good? Looks young? Doesn't do drugs, apparently. Rihanna... Looks super young, you're right. I didn't even realize that. Rihanna put up good. an Instagram with him when he was like huge. Yeah. Like the Gucci belly, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was then, a real like, thing. It was, and it was like, it was like, don't forget who the real person is or something like that. Huh. And it's just like, I mean, still fucking Gucci. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, just throwing those silly props ass props to you, Gucci. Out we know you're listening, Gucci, so... Yeah. Yo, shout out to you, so man. So icy, Let son. us know. So that icy. That boy is so icy. Yeah. Gosh. Now always... Lemonade. Gotta be one of the best rap songs of all time, honestly. It was a heater. It, it was a heater. heater. It's still a heater. It's still fucking... I haven't good. heard it in years. I played it last night at the Shed event. Did you? 45 seconds. Not surprised. <laughs> and get out. It was like, really... You know, you never know. You're feeling it. You're like, I was, I'm gonna drop some Gucci Well, I had them. just dropped Tipsy, and I was like, this is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, gosh. Hit him with the quick exit. Hit him with the quick exit. A quick echo. Ooh, okay. Let's go into some Katy Perry real quick. No. No, I didn't do Katy Perry. It was Taylor Swift. So, you already kind of explained this, Tony, but who are your biggest influences and who inspires you? That could be production-wise, DJ-wise, uh, just even like a role model for you. It's actually a tough question. It is. It is. I know. I don't really think about it often. Right. Um, honestly, I think like industry titans mm -hmm. influence me more than people in music. Okay. So like labels or like not even to do with music. Okay. Like people that are straight up pushing the world forward. Oh, okay. Like that influences me. Okay. Give me an example. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, of course. Um, Obviously, Elon Musk. Yep. Like, have just seen the meteoric rise of all those technologies. Right. And people were betting against him. The entire time. The entire time. And it's just, like, that inspires me. Totally. Musically. Pushback. Yeah, musically, I mean, I like, I like Tatches. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. How do you spell it? It's T A C H E S. Okay, I've seen that name. I didn't know. I don't know if that's how you say it. Either. I don't know how to. It might be Tosh, Toshes. <laughs> Clearly, I don't they're know. too hip. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's French or something, but yeah. he makes my favorite kind of house music. It's like a mix of loungy, mm -hmm. but you can still play it in a club and it'll yeah. go off. Yeah. And that's like I just absolutely love that vibe. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, like that's why Zoo blew my mind when he came mm -hmm. when he came out like totally what, different type. Was it? It was a Night Day EP, I think it was. Yeah. But like the cocaine model vibe oh. is like the epitome Super of French greatness stuff, yeah. in my life. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he he took it back like he just like basically bent time and space with the type of music <laughs> he came out with like. People like, cause like people our age, like we, yeah, I mean he did, like we associated with like 80s music a lot cause that's what our parents got raised us on, or most kids I guess. Mm -hmm. And then with the current types of things that like we try and like rebel on or, you know, quote unquote, he combined both of those like 
things that we love, like 80s music had really good vocals, unbelievable lyrics, you know, true, like true. people belt that shit out still today. Yeah. But today people like dance a lot more in comparison to listening to rock music. So he combined both of those and literally fucked the time and space continuum. It was awesome. Broke it open, took it in the corner, the rest is history. Yeah, it's just such a good vibe. It is, it is. I know you like that type of shit too. Yeah. It is, it's groovy, man. It's awesome. And that actually kind of goes into my next question as well. Um, where do you want Tony Elboy to go musically? Like, where are you at now? Where are your goals? Type of music? I mean, just anything about it. So I've definitely experimented a lot with the sounds I want to go for. And I'm discovering that I have the most fun making the loungy type house music. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a mix of Bonobo and this guy Tosh's. Yeah. yeah like I Love said. Bonobo. Yeah. I mean, it's just so good to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely strayed away from like any type of big room, totally. like club hit. Mm-hmm. And I think my mind before it was like what can i make uh to get like my name known sure most people do it first yeah right? and yeah. like that's not actually what i wanted right like i really just want to express the music that i want to hear right and i'm finally going down that avenue now okay um but as far as like release date or anything i mean yeah. i have my plan is to put out like a, a four track EP mm-hmm. by um, Halloween. Okay. So working on that. Um, I don't know about singles. Yeah. You know, well, if I feel like a song is done and it's not going to be on that little EP, put it out. Then I'll just yeah throw it out Absolutely. and actually do some promo behind it. Well, you know that's an interesting thing you said that about an EP or an album type thing. Um, somebody like Calvin Harris or like Zed, I read about. They think it's better to put out whole albums at a time versus singles because really yeah it's kind of like well there's a few different reasons why I think I think I agree with them because it's good to tell a story with an album that's how you get the type of people you want to listen to not even that you want that should be I guess is the right way to put it you put out a single could be a totally different type of thing than what uh-huh. you actually like 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 you said at first what are people gonna like oh, I'm gonna put out a remix of the most popular top twenty song right now well you're not gonna do that on your album it's gonna be your own track yeah so. I mean it's because when I was thinking, like, I just need to put out content. I need to put out mm-hmm. content. You know, you're you're focusing less um, on a listening experience for someone. Yeah. Like, if I imagine someone going into their iTunes mm-hmm. and choosing Tony O'Boy music. Yeah. Like, first of all, that's a huge honor. <laughs> so, I want to bless it. their ears yeah. with a good experience. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a journey. Yeah. So... I'm imagining like going from an ambient sound into like a, a clubby feel mm-hmm. and then back out right. into like the ambient ambient vibe. Right. I'm, th- I'm thinking like champagne and yacht type music, you know what yeah, I mean? Nice. Like you're celebrating life. Yep. And that's a sound that I'm really having a lot of fun with right now. That's awesome. So. I think that's great. I mean experimentation is all there all there really is that you can that you can try and differentiate yourself so the fact that you can like actually say that out loud dude trying to find 
your sound and putting it all together and out there, it is a time intensive process. I know, and every day I think about something, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I like hear a song, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And then I'm that's like, gotta be me. two hours later, I'm <laughs> like, no. So, this next question, I want to know the answer to this. Oh, great. Because we've gone back to back a few times, but it's always been like for some sort of event or we're just like trying something out. Yeah. What is your style of DJing or your perfect set? I want to know where it's going to be and what type of music it's going to be. It doesn't have to be a specific place, but like if it's going to be like underground club, a festival, or like whatever. Hmm. I know it's a tough question too. That this is... is like, this is your ideal set. And it could be in front of 30 people. I don't give a shit. Whatever is best for you. Okay, so I'm thinking... I'm in a DJ booth that's like in the corner of a basement club. Okay, love it so far. Um, there's there's red velvet wraparound chairs around the outside, so we're in like maybe <laughs> maybe even an upscale type lounge. Sounds like it. Yeah, but it's underground. But it's underground. Well, it could be above ground, whatever. I don't care. But you don't know where you are when you go in. Sure. Yeah, you you want people to be just very confused and you want them to feel elevated, like they're coming into an experience and they're staying there for the next four hours. Excellent. Um, you know, they're not going to go bar hopping or whatever. Sure. They're coming for an experience. So um, you want it to be kind of grown sexy. <laughs> I'm in the corner. It's not a big focus around me. Okay. It's just me there playing music for awesome. people. I want them interacting with each other and dancing with each other. Mm -hmm. So there's no like crazy light shows. Yeah. But I think that I think that about describes it. The sound system has to be incredibly dope. <laughs> we'll make that happen for you. This is your dream. So this, yeah. it's my dream. Yeah. You know that reminds me actually. Um, first off, let me know where I can get tickets. So just let me know. You'll be there with me. I, no, no, no. I'm in the crowd. I'm bringing, I'm bringing everybody with me, man. I'm fucking. How about this? I'm checking IDs at the door. But it reminds me of the interview I actually did with uh, my buddy Joe, and he said something similar to that. And it reminded me we were talking about the best set he's ever played, and it was uh, in front of five people, and he was playing in a band actually. He said there was like ten people there max. That's awesome. And he said it was just a great experience, and he was like, it wasn't all about me. Like everyone was having fun. And it reminded me of something that Mia who you and I are both big fans of, and you know Billy Kenny? No, but I've, you've, you've dropped his name. He's a he's dirty bird guy, he's just like, great DJ, just like loves the music, in it for the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. In it for the love of music. And they were talking about how they played an after show in Detroit after movement, and how she sent out this tweet, like all caps, like, thank you to everyone that came last night, and, and not for coming to see me, but for coming to enjoy the music. And it was yes. like a follow up tweet, like, she was like, it was so refreshing that like, I was just like, felt like I was with you guys in the crowd. Like no one was just staring at me, waiting for me to do something right. crazy. Right, that's so awkward. In like as a DJ, you d you're not really doing a ton. Even yeah. if you are using vinyl. Yeah. People shouldn't be staring at your movements. Yeah. They should be at the venue, enjoying the music with their friends. And that's why people have lost touch too. That's why EDM has so many ups and downs. Because yeah. I mean, age ranges go in and out and you know, the type of people that go to movement versus the type of people that go to law are could not be more different type of people. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. So it's different like experience for sure. A totally different experience. So I love that you said that, where it's just like not actually focused on me. I want people to be enjoying themselves. But you're the conductor. You know right. what I mean. People get on the fucking train because they're going somewhere. They are 
appreciative <laughs> of the conductor, you know what I mean? They're appreciative, but they're not gonna go shake yeah. his hand, you know right. what I mean? But they're thankful, and they came to do that for a reason or whatever it is, right. you know what I mean? So It's just so much sexier that way, dude. Like, it is. Let's go back to the point of clubbing. I know. Really. Yeah, totally, and that goes on to like, what's gonna happen with festivals and clubs like as soon as like all this big shit kind of dies down i think it's gonna really end up like that again i hope so you know so i think we're in a good position especially in a city like chicago like you see so many types of underground music starting to appear again and actually make a name for themselves and shit like just look at uh the guy who started Lollapalooza. did you see this Barry? yeah yeah he, he said he's gonna make a uh electronic music event that's that's not EDM. That's gonna be house music focused. Because he was exciting, like, he's yes. like, honestly, I hate like I hate EDM. EDM specifically, not not just what electronic. I got, what it got warped into, dude. Yeah, of course, and he understands that, yeah. and that's where it is, and that's why he's making a lot of money. He's the first person to openly be like, yes, I of course. Right. But you know, he, I think he said something like, it makes me want to gag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and I mean. That's pretty intense. But. It's pretty intense. So it's just like, I, I think it's it's all coming together now. And if you think about the type of music that people are making, I mean, I really hate talking about this guy, but Martin Garrix is now doing a Deep House alias. No. Yeah. It's because it's he's getting older. It's, yeah. it's gotta be. I don't know. I mean, how old is he? I mean, I respect it, dude. That guy makes great music, but I does do he? not like it at all. Yeah, and and I, I hate his fan base. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of friends that are girls that love Martin Garrix. Love you guys. But... Like the obsession with the chain smokers and them, it's like, yeah. do you really like them? Do you really like them? It's just easy to listen to music, man. Yeah, I know. I like, don't know. That's and they also have an entire label system behind them. Yeah. So it's a lot of good marketing, I think, what it is too. It is. The experiences they do live, like they saw an opportunity. I don't know. To and make... I hate to be such like, I, like you know, uh, what's it called? They're survivalist or you know, like I you know everything else I hate because yeah. I'm not like that like I mean listen to the music that I play in the booth like mm -hmm. I, I play it all like I my guilty pleasures I mean for God's sake like I have I love so many different types of music right. I play plenty of gigs where I play music that I wouldn't prefer but I still have an appreciation for it so I mean it's just it's just pop music man. it's just pop and, music and, and they've made pop music into the word EDM yeah exactly and that's really that's where the issue is and because people have lost sight of what is EDM and what's it's just electronic? Electronically made. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's all it is, man. And yeah. then like these big DJs like I don't know, even even Zed now. Yeah. Like, they're just playing stuff that big crowds wanna hear and can get down to. I know. And that's there's really no problem with that, but like the people that came up through house music from the underground and yeah. like actual techno scenes, it's obvious that they're not gonna like that. Elitist. That's what it is. Elitist. Yeah. Ugh. I I've been called that before. So have I, and I hate <laughs> it, and I and I hate that because I understand elitists. Yeah. And I respect them. I don't appreciate what they say. They make it so vocal. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever heard of or have you ever watched YouTube comments like live? Like, you ever seen live streams and stuff? Yes. The type of shit people say about like you go to like like you look at Tomorrowland videos They're just haters man oh my god like, who it's gives a fuck about them i don't know if crazy. i can say fuck but who you can say fuck who gives a fuck about them <laughs> yeah it's nuts like i don't even have haters there's so many right haters. now yeah but all i see is people that are not doing shit with their lives yeah hating on people that are trying to be producers yeah pushing things forward and putting themselves out there yeah sorry but you get no love in my book why do people hate them you know so crazy. I don't. I don't get why. Like, 
the, like you brought up the chain smokers. Mm-hmm. Hell no, I don't like what their music is. Yeah, I get why people like it. Yeah, because that's it's easy what I'm to listen to. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm not gonna sit there and hate on them for doing what they do. Yeah, I'm just not gonna be a part of it. Yeah, and maybe that takes a level of maturity that these people online don't have. I don't know, but like, get over yourself. Totally, totally ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, so silly. I couldn't agree more. We could go on about this all day. Um, so but now, you're elitist, so you think you're better than everyone, them, and it's not, just yeah. how it goes. No, I'm not. I'm not people. <laughs> um, this is something that you and I have talked about, but something that I love to talk to people about, especially like just other DJs who like love house music, and it's mm-hmm. what do you think? And you can answer this however you want of west coast east coast chicago house and techno i'm talking dirty bird green velvet gene ferris east coast like even like a todd terry type thing you know i love all those i know you right do there. i know and i said those first yeah of course, you did. <laughs> of course you did versus european mark knight sonny federa frankie risardo clapton type people what do you think of the similarities and the differences between the type of music that they put out the brands that they have think about dirty bird versus tool room are they marketing to different types of people? Are they just doing the music because they love it and people follow? Dirty Bird just got named the number one uh, record label of the decade by Mixmag. Which is well-deserved. Which is well-deserved. Yes. Kind of my, my main question is, why do you think that is? Like, why do people love these different types of European house music and North American house music, I guess you could say? You know, what do you think it takes? A brand. A brand. A brand. I agree. That's what. But that's... frankly, like I really just think that's it. It's, I mean, Dirty Bird is its own entity mm-hmm. entirely. People know what they're getting into right. when they follow Dirty Bird. All of the artists. Yeah. You know. It's a family. It, it's just you either buy into the lifestyle that they're putting out there. Yeah. And like the music that accompanies it. Right. You know, or you don't. It's more than just the artist there, like, it's everything. Like, how do, how do people first discover, like, an artist? Like, I came across Gene Ferris because I liked Green Velvet. Mm-hmm. And they have similar, like, bass-heavy house music. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of that. Right. Huge fan. Right. And Dirty Bird seems to me to be more like tech house. Mm-hmm. And Dirty Bird is, like, everything. And I mean, dude, they're just, they're awesome. They're awesome. We went to that, um, what was it, the camp out? No, it wasn't the, the barbecue. Out. We went to the barbecue. Yeah. Like, two and, and a half years great. ago. It was great. That was actually one of the first, like, all house events I'd been to. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Just the people that were there, like, I had only ever been to, I mean, I had been to, I'd seen house DJs, I guess, but just seeing, like, the type of people that come to them. And, like, whenever you get, like, like, when I was in Europe, um, and I saw all these types of people like Mark Knight, Frankie Rizzardo, and Clapton. Like, it's the type of people that go to these events that it's, make them the best. Like, the thing, like one thing uh, about it's the community around it's it. The community, like, exactly. Like EDC is like pretty ravey, but I think super ravey. It's super ravey. <laughs> yeah. The the thing I the only thing I like about it how it, it's they kind of like obviously people are going to see the DJs of course, but right. they say like you're the headliner type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that exact line, but I understand what they're saying behind it, that it's the people that are in the crowd that go to these things that make the DJs, the brands, the labels, the events, everything that they are. I mean, also, if you look at the people at those events, mm-hmm. they're there 
not staring at the DJ. Yeah, talking to each other, dancing. Yeah, they're they're there because they love the music mm-hmm. and they're partying with their friends. Yep. And like, sure, they'll pay attention to the DJ for a little bit, but like, they're not gonna stand there with their phone Snapchatting Mark Knight. <laughs> yes, so true. Like, exactly. They're all bobbing their heads. Yeah. And like dancing, it's not this crazy neon shit. So true, man. Which is not a problem. Which is not a problem, but and like that's what it's, I, it's just a different scene, it's different, different communities. Scene. And I think, yeah, the kind of thing about house music worldwide, you know, like when I said verses, it's almost like like her ass type thing. You know, Dirty Bird stage, like whenever they do um, bird houses, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody is signed to Dirty Bird, but Claude likes who they are, like what they're gonna do, what type of music they're gonna play. You know what I mean? And I think there's a huge difference in that versus, you know, the Hardwells and the Steve Aoki's. Two different worlds. It's two different worlds. But but the outside worlds puts them in the same thing. Yeah, it's just because they don't know what they're talking about. Exactly, I know. I mean, you, ha- you just have to realize, like, with mostly anything, people just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. They have opinions that are unfounded. Unfounded completely. Yeah. So if they dove into the... the you know the house music ecosystem they would find all these different flourishing avenues right and then actually become a fan of different music versus just hating on it yeah it's wild it's wild and i always like to ask i mean just these just these general topics i like to ask different people's opinions on just because everybody has a little bit of different that's something to say you know in terms of whether it's house versus edm or it's techno versus trance or it's like anything like that I also think that most people get introduced to the word EDM mm-hmm. by uh, people like Hardwell. Definitely. I mean, those like, are the guys that's that... what they see is yeah. these, these crazy pyrotechnic shows. Mm-hmm. They also don't know that he started out in like little clubs playing house music. Playing house music. And then he was a producer and he created these big room house tracks. Yep. And then he became this huge spectacle. I respect Hardwell. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying like people get introduced to to that yeah. vision of of what the entire community is. Yeah. And then they just don't know what they're talking about. They just form their opinion off very little. Yeah. Very little. Yeah. And I mean that's I can't blame them. Like I started off like that too. Yeah, exactly. You know? But you decided to dive deeper. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people I loved don't. it so much and I was like there's so much more to this. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember like thinking I kind of knew what house was, and then I was like, I don't know, shit. Nope. Like, let's get into the baseline type stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, now it's it's wild, like just like the knowledge and like appreciation that I have for it now. It's like there's always so much more to get and like more to discover, and that's the most fun part about it for me, you know? And it's huge. It's huge. There's an underground world of this following. Well, I don't know. Either way, you see people like Drake yeah. hopped on a black coffee track. Did he? Yeah. It's on his it's on his album, More Life. That's black coffee? Yeah, man. There is one house track on there and it's produced by Black Coffee. And I have not even realized it. What's it called? It's great. It's a great song. I gotta look it up. Yeah, what is it called? I don't have my phone on me. But I love Drake. Yeah, I mean Drake's great. But yeah. I mean, it's cool to see that, to see that shine happening. Yeah, no, there's especially people like Black Coffee. Dude, there's totally a collaboration and stuff like that. Also, like where rappers are going with 
electronic producers too. Look, so you can look at somebody like Valentino Khan. Let's see an example. Bauer as well. RL Grime. These guys make rap. Bauer's crazy. These guys make rap beats, dude. And that's actually what they love to do. Yeah, that's sick. Look at any. Elite. Did you see Brodinsky? Brodinsky too. He totally quit house music. Completely. And he moved to Atlanta. Yeah. That's crazy. He fucking loves it. Yeah. I was just talking to actually um, uh, this guy I know who's an upcoming rapper. And I was talking about when I was in college, I used to perform with this guy named Ficky Fresh. Shout out Justin Fick. Awesome guy. He lives in Atlanta now, too. But working with rappers is like, they are so fucking passionate about it and like up in your face, like especially performing and like just like the songs they want to play to the people. Like, I love it. I, I love it so much. So, like, whenever I see the type of shit or I see like a, a DJ, like, they don't even care if their name isn't even on the track because they love making it and they love seeing the passion behind these guys. You know? And I think today, a lot of different rappers that are coming up, like 21 Sausage. I'm sorry, 21 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That guy's. I don't understand it. But. Dude, uh, Lil Yachty? Lil Yachty. What the fuck are those beads, dude? I don't know. What are those beads in your hair? I don't know. They gotta look, man. No, dude. They have. I mean, they're gigantic now, which just blows my mind. They're gigantic. They're playing it while they have, like, big spots. That's what I mean. I'm just. So you're gonna, people are gonna hate on EDM, but look. People are gonna hate on you, You've got a rapper with beads in his hair. Honestly, the underlying to everything we're saying is they're always gonna be haters. Yeah. And it's funny too, like, I always see people say this, but like, well, I guess I must be getting big if I have all these haters now. Yeah. And it's kind of true. I mean, it's it fucked is up true. as it is. They're doing stuff, they're producing, most people are just consuming. I know, man, I know. Branching off of that. It's super effective, though. Whether it's, a, yeah, I know. Whether it's a rapper or a DJ or a rock band, like, who do you think, and this could even be a uh, type of music, what's the biggest upcoming type of music today? Oof. And it could be even an artist that's leading it. Hmm. You know? Grime, probably. Grime? Yeah. What type of grime? Grime. RL grime? No, 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 no. Um, have you heard of Dave? So, like, they're UK artists. No. It's just the type of music that they make. Oh, it's wait, yes, I have. Grime. Yes, and I have. Like, yes, I have. Like, that's where there was a lot of... People were giving Drake a lot of flack because he he picks off certain styles yeah. and he puts himself onto it and then the movement becomes big. Yeah. So, Grime is one of those, but it's been around for, I don't know, 20 plus years. Yeah. They just hop on heavy garage beats mm. and they're British dudes rapping hard. I love British rappers. And yeah, it's crazy. But that's that. I mean, that's becoming huge. Yeah. As as far as electronic music, I don't really know. I think it seems like techno is having a resurgence. Definitely, it is. Um, Definitely, it is. Which is cool. Which is great. I'm into that. Love it's those industrial type beats. Slowly coming back into the U.S. Because it Europe had a rise and fall. Yeah. I mean, it'll always be there, but like. I was looking at a uh, Joris Bourne, or you're a big fan. Yeah. Joris, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> better say it right. I better say it right. Okay. He was talking about, um, he put up a video or something, like, he, it was funny, he said his guilty pleasure, it was like a, it was like a, I think it was a Fairy Horston remix of some random song, <laughs> it was like, now that, well, now that tech, now that techno DJs, now that tech house DJs can play techno again, or something like that, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's funny because... And Eric Pritt just tweeted back at him. He goes, you can play whatever you want. 
There it is. And I try to tweet at them and be like, that's not true. You gotta play <laughs> the chain smokers. <laughs> um, Dude. But it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's so wild. I, I totally agree with you. I think. Did, did I tell you about this, this time where it was like, I don't know, maybe 2013, just getting into the club scene? Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch, a bunch of like, there was this one dude in, you know, that that I hung out with. I kind of looked up, looked up to. Um, he was very big into dance music, whatever. He was from the UK, and he's like, "Yo, what's up, bro? Like, come to the, come to the club with me tonight. The Sander Van Dorn's playing." Nice. <laughs> and I was like, "Who the fuck is Sander Van Dorn?" Right. And so, like, there's a group of maybe 15 of us. We all go to the club. He's like, it's going to be popping, going to be huge. Like, this guy's gigantic in Europe. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is going to be great. And we get there and, like, five people are there to see, like, this whole club. You know, the apparent, like, I thought it was going to be sold out. Yeah. Um, no one was there to see Sander Van Dorn. And, like, shocking. 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 But, I like, I was part of that. I didn't really know who he was. Yeah. And he's a huge name. Yeah. In Europe, like that club would be packed. Yeah, totally. And I mean, this dude from the UK was flabbergasted. Was he? Yeah, he was like, I can't, I just can't believe the club is dead. This is Sander Van Dorn. He's a god. Yeah, he is a god. He's been around for a while. Yeah. Too. So, but that was four years ago. Now, if he's, if he's back here, you know, I he- bet that club is popping. Next up, got our guest mix for episode 24. What you got for us, Tony?
Soon as you see the text, reply me I don't wanna spend time fighting We got no time and that's why I need a one dance Got a Hennessy in my hands One more time before I go I have powers taking a hold on me I need a one dance Got a Hennessy in my hand One more time before I go I have powers taking a hold on
Don't feel sad as you may fall And don't forget about standing tall The circle of life can't deny what it feels like
still see me the same Baby, why can't you pretend That nothing here has changed Let's rewind, we'll be fine You forgave me, believe that I'm sorry Close your eyes, we'll be fine Come back inside, there is no need to worry
Like that. 
Feeling the sun, party done, shadows walking home Walking with a game on You are my kind, classic mind And you look so fine Smoking rolls, see your fingers shake And getting through your heartbreak Some kind of free, same for me Don't know what I need Episode 24 of Sherm in the Booth. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate the support. And remember, whether you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Next up, in two weeks, I've got Durs coming on the show with another brand new episode of Warning. Big shout out again to Tony for coming on the show. What an awesome guest mix. I'll catch up with you guys in two weeks.